Mets fans, it's here. Another offseason is in the books, and another season of Mets baseball is upon us. Opening day 2021 has arrived. Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob LaChapelle, and I've got something to say. Welcome to the brand new podcast, where once a week throughout the season, we sit down and discuss all things New York Mets. As you can probably guess, with today being the start of a new Major League season, we have got quite a bit to discuss. But first, let me say that if you want to keep up with us and our content, be sure to follow us online, at Something to Shea Pod on Instagram, and at something to Shea on Twitter. With that, let's jump right in. As you may know, the offseason was pretty busy for the New York Mets. It started with the change of ownership. Yes, the Wilpon era is finally over, uh, thanks to a winning bid by the now richest owner in professional sports, Mr. Steve Cohen, Uncle Stevie. Um, <laughs> Cohen didn't just bring his fat wallet, but also a winning attitude. That was made abundantly clear when he stated his goal for a World Series championship in the next three to five years during his introductory press conference. That's a pretty bold move for a team who didn't make the playoffs the year before, but he doubled down on that win-now mentality with some of the additions he made in the offseason. He, he bolstered a failing bullpen with the addition of Trevor May, which, in my personal opinion, is an incredibly underrated pickup, and he solidified a major hole in the field and lineup by bringing in James McCann as the Mets' new backstop. But the biggest move of them all is by far the Mets' trade to acquire starting pitcher Carlos Carrasco and star shortstop Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. Yes, in January, the New York Mets acquired Mr. Smile, a top 15 player and, in my opinion, top shortstop in the game for a package that included prospects Josh Wolf, Isaiah Green, and 2020 Mets staples Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez. Uh, just a brief side note here before we continue, it appears as though Jimenez has won the starting shortstop job in Cleveland after an incredibly tough competition between all of Cleveland's young talent throughout the course of spring training, so congratulations, Andres. Uh, we wish you and your fellow former Mets all the best, and let me just say that Although he may not be a Met anymore, Andres Jimenez is certainly a star on the rise and a player to keep your eye on. But even giving up the potential star that is Andres Jimenez and a couple of top prospects, this trade was a steal. We got at least, notice how I'm foreshadowing, one year of the top shortstop in the game and three years of Carlos Carrasco, who can be incredibly effective on the mound if he's able to avoid injury. Carrasco went down with a torn hamstring towards the end of spring training this year, and I'm sure the entire Mets fan base joins me in wishing him a speedy recovery and expressing that we cannot wait to see him on the bump in the orange and blue. But let's get back to discussing how great this move was. Lindor over the course of his six MLB seasons is a 285 hitter with 344 extra base hits, 138 home runs, and 833 OPS as well as being a two-time winner of both the Gold Glove and Silver Slugger awards. And he's a 2016 Platinum Glove. Oh, and let's not forget, he is a four-time All-Star. Now, if that's not enough for you, let's talk about the dynamite spring he had for the Mets down in Port St. Lucie. In 17 games, he was red hot, hitting 370 with four home runs and 14 RBIs. Now, if that still isn't enough for you, well, then I politely invite you to just shut up because this man is a beast. Like I said, one of the top players in the game, and now he resides in Queens, repping the Amazons. Since his acquisition, there's been a buzz about this team, and it has been fun to watch. It is so clear that Steve Cohn wants to win and win now. And although some people wanted to question this by pointing out that he failed to sign top free agents such as George Springer and new Mets arch nemesis Trevor Bauer, um, he made his intentions abundantly clear late Wednesday night when just an hour before the deadline, he made Mr. Smile a Met for the next decade. 
Yes, that's right. It wasn't a dream, Mets fans. Francisco Lindor is here to stay. MLB Network's John Heyman and SNY's Andy Martino broke the news that just an hour before Lindor's self-imposed deadline of opening day, the star shortstop agreed to a 10-year, $341 million contract extension. This would put Lindor in a Mets uni through his 38th birthday. This is the third biggest deal in Major League Baseball right now and the biggest deal in Mets franchise history. So Cohen went from making Mets fans feel better about the next season, meaning 2021, to the next decade. The New York Mets now have a face of the franchise, face of baseball type player, and we could not be more excited about it. Personally, I can't wait to see Lindor rock in that home uni for the first time on April 8th when the Mets return to City Field in front of their fans. What a gift it was to have that news break less than 24 hours before the Mets were scheduled to kick off the 2021 campaign on the road against the Nationals. That game ended up getting postponed out of an abundance of caution when the Nats announced that three players had tested positive for COVID-19 and more were forced to quarantine due to possible exposure. The Mets are hopeful that they will play Saturday, but no decision has been made on when the Nationals can return to baseball activities. While it does suck that the game was pushed back, I do want to take a second and applaud Major League Baseball for how they handled players, staff, and fan safety throughout spring training. It's great to see fans returning to the stands safely, and I, for one, hope to make it to City Field soon. Well, while we wait for more word on the status of the season's opening series, let's take a look at what the Mets have to look forward to this year. First, let's talk about that rotation, because boy, oh boy, I am excited about it. When the Mets do take the field, it will, of course, be behind two-time Cy Young winner. Last year should have been his third, but that's a conversation for another day. Ace of the staff, Jacob DeGoat DeGrom, number 48, makes his third career opening day start after seeming to get even better this spring, casually throwing triple digits in his first start in Florida. Uh, the man is aging like fine wine, and I love him. <laughs> uh, following DeGrom will be Marcus Stroman. Following his opt-out in 2020, Stroman signed a one-year deal to stay with the Mets and had a strong spring. In five starts, he went 2-0, pitched 18 and a third innings, and recorded an ERA of 3-4-4 with 17 strikeouts. If he can return to his Blue Jays form, opposing batters are not going to be able to sleep at night thinking about this 1-2 combo of DeGrom and Stroman. In the third slot, we've got one of the Mets' bright young stars, David Peterson. Peterson made the most of every opportunity he was given in 2020 and provided the Mets with quality innings and starts. David Peterson is one of my players to watch as I believe that this lefty will be able to build upon last year during his first full year in the bigs. Then we have late offseason signing and Twitter prankster Taiwan Walker. Taiwan has struggled to stay healthy throughout his career, but when he is healthy, boy, is he dominant. I really like this pickup. Taiwan is a great guy who seems generally happy to be here, and he looked good in camp. I'm really hoping that he can stay healthy and provide the team with the great stuff that he had with both the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Finally, rounding out the rotation is the left-handed Joey Lucchese. Joey was acquired as part of the trade that sent Joe Musgrove to the Padres, and honestly, he hasn't been discussed nearly as much as he should be. Um, he had a great spring training. He threw 13 innings over the course of four games and recorded an ERA of 2.77. He had a rough 2020, finishing the year with an ERA of nearly eight, but going into his fourth year in the league, he looks like a completely different pitcher. Hopefully, Joey can keep it up and bounce back this year for the Mets. So that's the rotation and oh don't forget that we have Noah Syndergaard and Carlos Carrasco two pitchers with ace potential working to come back to the Mets this season <laughs> for the first time in a while the Mets have depth 
it's amazing. Let's let's hope that when Carrasco and Syndergaard return, we're faced with the problem of where do we put them? Now let's take a look at the bullpen, which is not as strong. It's probably the team's weakest spot, but they did improve it this offseason. The bullpen consists of Edwin Diaz, Trevor May, Dylan Betances, Jerry's Familia, Miguel Castro, Jacob Barnes, Robert Gesellman, Aaron Laup, and hopefully at some point later this season, Seth Lugo, who is currently on the injured list with an elbow injury. Seth, I wish you a speedy recovery and we can't wait to see number 67 back on the bump in Queens. Getting back to the bullpen, Edwin Diaz looked good at the end of last season and all throughout spring training. If he's able to keep it up, I believe his first season as a Met was a fluke rather than his time in Seattle being a fluke. If he's able to return to that form that he had in Seattle, I trust him in the ninth, but right now I'm still a little scared. The addition of Trevor May does help this bullpen, but does it help enough? One guy can only do so much, and there are just a lot of uncertainties right now out in that pen. Two of the biggest question marks are Dellen Betances and Jerry's Familia, who have not looked good so far this year and were disappointing last year. Familia appears to have lost his best stuff, and following injuries and subsequent surgeries, Betances' fastball, which once approached triple digits, now looks to be batting practice speed for most players when it hovers in the low 90s. If these two can turn it around... I believe the entire bullpen is much, much stronger than we currently give them credit for, but if their struggles continue, the bullpen will undoubtedly need to be addressed at the trade deadline if this team is truly committed to making a playoff push. Now, let's take a look at the lineup because it's the best one the Mets have had in years. Batting leadoff, we have Brandon Nimmo in center field. Second, we have the switch hitting Francisco Mr. Smile Lindor at shortstop. Third, we have Michael Conforto in right field. Batting cleanup, we got Polar Pete, Pete Alonzo at first base. Batting fifth, Dominic Smith in left field. Sixth, the Flying Squirrel, Jeff McNeil at second. Seventh, we have J.D. Just Dingers Davis at third base. Eighth, we have James McCann behind the plate. And ninth, we have the pitcher because Major League Baseball hates productive rule changes such as the Universal DH. On the bench, we've got defensive wizard Kevin Pillar, outfielder Albert Almora, Mr. 22 pitch at bat himself, Luis Guillorme, Twitter champion Tomas Nito, and utility man Jonathan Villar, who hit a home run against the Marlins in spring training that still has not landed. Some players to watch in this lineup, Brandon Nimmo and J.D. Davis. This offseason, center field and third baseman were considered major holes in our defense, and the Mets publicly shopped for their replacements, such as George Springer and Chris Bryant. However, no, no major move was made, and these two came into camp and earned their spots over guys that were brought in to compete with them. Look for these two to have bounce-back years to solidify their places in the lineup in respective positions. JD looks solid at the hot corner, and Nimmo clearly put in work defensively himself, so I really do believe that these two can become staples of the lineup. One final player to watch, Polar Bear Pete. Pete undoubtedly struggled with the sophomore slump last season. However, he was able to bring the numbers up a bit thanks to a late surge, finishing with a 231 average and 16 home runs. However, Pete spent spring training tattooing baseballs, and Mets coach Chili Davis believes Pete has returned to his rookie 53 home run, 120 RBI form. Look for the incredibly motivated Pete Alonso to have a bounce back year. This team is good. The lineup is deep. The rotation is one of the best in the league. Mets fans should be prouder than ever of the team from Queens. Following a disappointing 2020 season, I wholeheartedly expect the New York Mets to be back in the postseason come October. 
You heard it here first. The New York Mets will go 91 and 71 and win the NL East in 2021. So be loud. Be proud, Mets fans. We are back. If you like today's show, let us know online. You can find us on Instagram at something to Shea pod or on Twitter at something to Shea. Thanks for listening. And until next time, L F G M. <laughs>